Welcome to Sound Tradition, where we examine the practices, traditions, and theology of the contemporary church. My name is Jason Shirk. And I'm Lou Kitts, and I just got over the coronavirus. Oh, not hopefully not. <laughs> not. Yeah, so. I don't know if it was that, but I did have a pretty bad time of it last week, and <clears throat> I may cough a time or two through this, but just hang with us. <laughs> Today we will be uh, dealing with what day of the week Jesus rose from the dead. It kind of finishes off our topic that we started the last podcast, dealing with why we worship on Sunday. A lot of that reason boils down to the fact that the church has traditionally held that Jesus rose on Sunday, so we're honoring and we're celebrating that, that day, that resurrection from the dead. And so to most Christians, the answer is assumed, but not every Christian out there agrees with that, that statement that Jesus rose on a Sunday. I know just studying it, I was surprised at some of the groups that I that I found that disagreed with, with that. Prepos- I'm going to erase this. <laughs> so, okay. But just studying, studying out this issue of when Jesus rose from the dead, I was surprised at some of the groups that didn't believe that Jesus Christ rose on a Sunday. So I want to try to lay a foundation for Sunday worship being based on the day that Jesus rose again from the dead. Surprisingly, while I did my research, I found that the Adventists' main website, Adventist.org, actually agreed that Christ raised from the dead on Sunday. So I wasn't expecting that for some reason. Don't ask me why. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. But as I started studying it, it was interesting. The group that disagreed with the fact that Jesus rose on a Sunday was a group called the Restored Church of God. I think it's the branch of the Church of God churches. And the basis for their argument was that there had to be a literal 72 hours between the crucifixion and the resurrection to fulfill the statements about Jesus being in the grave for three days and three nights. And they begin by making this argument that Jesus didn't die on Friday, as the Catholic Church has taught. At this point, I kind of agree with their position. I I don't believe that Jesus died on Friday. Luke and I were talking about this before we started the podcast today. And there is a little bit of debate, and I'm not going to say as a fact Jesus had to have died on this specific day, but I do want to kind of present my thoughts on when Jesus died, and it kind of leads, and I think Luke leans a little bit in that direction, or maybe another day for the same reasons, you know? But uh, <laughs> We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second, so. Um, but from, si- from Friday to Sunday, if you think about it, how many nights are between Friday and Sunday? Two. Two. And how many days? Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how, how you determine your days, yeah, it could be two. It could be one, actually. Yes, you, just if Saturday. You're, if you're going to be very picky about it, you yeah. know, so, yeah. <laughs> so, because really Saturday is the only full day between Friday and Sunday. So, um, you kind of, you have this time issue with believing Jesus died on a Friday and then he rose again on a su- Sunday. Yeah, so, but the text clearly says it was... Uh, Sabbath, you know, the Sabbath was coming. They want to get the trial over with mm-hmm. because Sabbath was coming. Yeah, so obviously it had to be Friday. And Saturday. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we'll we'll start talking about that as well in, in just a second. But kind of kind of deals with this. Luke talked about last week or last time about how the Jews determined their days a little bit differently. You want to go into some detail about that? Yeah, if you remember, we were, we were talking about the one story where Paul preached till midnight, and you know. The well, how do you say the boy's name? You, you, Eutychus. Eutychus fell out of the window, and uh, he dies, and Paul raises him from the dead, does that miracle. Uh, it was a Sunday, 
but it was actually Saturday night because in our mindset, it's 12 o'clock noon, 12 to, you know, we go by 12. We have 12 o'clock midnight, 12 o'clock noon, 24 hours, that's our day. Our night would end Saturday night, 12 o'clock midnight. For the Jews, that was actually Sunday morning. Uh, it was it was a Saturday night, you know, what we would call, I said that wrong, what we would call a Saturday night, we would call this Saturday night prayer meeting. It wasn't actually Sunday, but to the Jews it was Sunday morning because it was mm-hmm. after sundown Saturday night. So to get it in your head, when the sun goes down, that's the end of the day because that's, right. that's going to apply to this entire conversation. Right, and when you, when you talk about like the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day officially began at 6 p.m. on Friday Correct. and ended at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Our mindset is, no, it's still Friday. I can still do whatever I want. It's midnight while I'm sleeping. It it flips over. No, when the sun went down, everybody had to get home Mm -hmm. before by the time the sun went down because that's now Sabbath. Now you got to change your behavior. And anything after that was viewed basically as your Sunday. I know you sent before before we got here today. You sent me a little graph that was showing the the time differences and everything, and it kind of hinted at like maybe around eleven o'clock was when Sunday morning officially would have began in people's mindset. But clearly, yeah. obviously, in, in the Jewish mindset, 6 o'clock after the Sabbath was over, that's when their next day started, basically. Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> so remember that as we go on. Yes, yeah, that, that'll play <laughs> into a lot of this discussion. So when we talk about when did Jesus die, I personally take a position that Jesus died on a Thursday. Okay, And it goes back to... The verse in Matthew 12, verse number 40, which says, For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And so from this passage, we get the idea that Jesus had to be in the grave for actually three days and three nights, you know, to fulfill that passage. Correct. Okay. Now, it's important to realize that even a part of a day could be considered a day, okay? So it's like, uh, illustration is a guy who's fasted for two days. Let's say he started, he says, I haven't eaten since Wednesday, okay? Now, when he makes that statement, it doesn't matter when he ate on Sun- on Wednesday, the statement is still true that he's been fasting since Wednesday, right. okay? He could have had lunch on Wednesday and decided, <laughs> you know, I'm going to fast for the rest of the day and for the for the next two days, you know? And he could still legitimately say, I've been fasting since Wednesday, because right. he started on Wednesday. So, And was it, if he was going to say, I've been fasting for three days, you know, then he's, okay, is he going to get really specific? Or somebody right. might yeah. ask him, be like, yeah. you know, when did you start? You know, okay, whatever. But yeah, we do say that. It's how we talk. We say, you know, it's been a couple of days. Or mm-hmm. a bit of, you know. And I will say this, men tend to be a lot less specific than women. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. We just throw these things at three days, two days. Mm-hmm. We're not in our mind thinking 24 hours and you know, three minutes. And, you know? Same thing goes with the prices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay. But yeah, it's, it's, we, this idea of having to have a literal 72 hours, that's not the way that people thought back then. You know, They, were, they didn't have their timepiece. Yeah, they, did, they didn't have an Apple Watch on their wrist telling them you got oh, this much time. So. We're going we're gonna to meet at 5.02. No, I mean, they, yeah. they, they would, everything would be lumped into mm-hmm. time period. You know, we'll, we'll meet, you know, what's the old, even in a couple hundred years ago, you watch the old cowboy movie, we're, we'll meet at high noon. Why, yeah. why did they say that? Yeah, they, they knew approximate specific periods of time throughout the day. Yeah, it was an yeah. easy 
times, okay, when the sun's at the highest, that's about midday, so that's when yeah. you would go meet. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to try to be more specific because you'd miss each other. Right, yeah. So obviously 72-hour requirement was not at all in their mindset when they were approaching this topic. So, And that would apply to the original prophecy, as Moses was three, Moses was three days. <laughs> Jonah. Jonah was in the whale's belly. Does that mean he was, okay, a full 24 hours and a full night, you know, he full 72 hours in a whale's belly? Mm-hmm. It probably wasn't, actually. Yeah. Just yeah. three days, three nights. Yeah, and so when, when you take this whole idea of night, day, night, day, composing a day, basically, um, you could start with, with my view of a, thurs, with a Thursday view of the crucifixion. Jesus was crucified and buried Thursday afternoon. Okay, it says he was, bar- he was crucified... Was it the third hour? I think is I should have looked up the exact. It was here. uh, yeah. it was noon. Yeah, it was just it was right around noon. Okay, and then the whole ordeal was over with no later than I think three p.m. If I'm not mistaken. Right. So. It talks about the uh, the watches. Mm-hmm. We can get into that. Yes. that. That was on that chart I said. Yeah, should. which that goes with this idea. Okay, there are certain periods of time like like we know the sun straight above us. So right. That's one watch. You know, one one period of time one that they would have kept track of but they're not going to keep track of one two no it was broken into uh into groupings like in the old testament you see that word watch uh someone suggested that was broken into it was a a fourth of the night Mm -hmm. or a fourth so if their day ended at six o'clock in the we pull up that chart just so i don't confuse myself because this i think this is important it it does apply actually to the it's mentioned in the crucifixion here Mm -hmm. All right, yes. So the Old Testament, broken into groupings of hours, four hours. So you'd get 12 hours all night long would be grouped into four group, uh, four hours. So at 6 o'clock to 7 to 8 to 9 to 10 o'clock would be one watch. And 11 to 12 to 1 to 2 would be the second watch. And then 3 to 4 to 5 to 6 o'clock in the morning would be the third watch. So Bob, if you remember the Old Testament, you have that a lot. The first watch, the second watch, the third watch. In the New Testament timing, they had uh, four watches. That was broken into four groupings of three hours. So 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Those were the four watches. Right. And that, and that went on into the daytime too. So it, it mentions that it was noon mm-hmm. when Christ died was on the cross. Yeah. And they were trying to get him off the cross, buried before 6 o'clock, because that was the end of the day. Yeah, and it's interesting. The passages that talk about the crucifixion talk about it being the day of preparation for the Sabbath was on the next day, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more detail about this. They couldn't bury him on the Sabbath. So that's that's why they're in a hurry, to get him off the cross, in the grave, before 6 o'clock that evening. And this is the other piece of the puzzle a lot of people miss because we don't understand Jewish feasts. Mm-hmm. There are seven feasts, and three of them happen real close together. Mm-hmm. You have Passover, and right after Passover is unleavened bread, which is the actual eating of the lamb. And then there's a day, there's a two-day gap between that and then the, uh, what's it called, first fruits. Mm-hmm. So you, those three things happen right back-to-back, uh, Nisan 14th, 15th, and 17th. Mm-hmm. So the, the way it would have fallen out was when they had Passover together and they were eating, uh, I, I went back and read it, now I can't remember, but it says they were, the, the, 
they had the, the Passover feast, which was the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which mm -hmm. it was day two. It was yeah. the next one. Mm -hmm. If that happened on uh, Wednesday, then you'd have all of Thursday was this, you know, this extra day, mm -hmm. which before Friday, which and would have been the yes. Sabbath, which would have been the, fir the Feast of uh, first fruits. Mm -hmm. So you had this day Thursday where they were. It could have been very well Thursday. We're like, okay, we've got this day to get this done, right? Yeah, because it, it does say <laughs> that it was a high day, mm -hmm. which means it was a special Sabbath. Some have suggested it was a special Sabbath for a different reason, but it could be very well because it was. It wasn't Saturday Sabbath. It was mm -hmm. a Friday Sabbath. It was a special day because it was the feast of first fruits. Yeah, and and since since you brought that up, I'm going to go ahead and jump to that section of the notes. That way, we can deal with it a little bit further. We talked about how some have argued that Jesus couldn't have been crucified on Thursday because Luke 25, verse 53 to 54 says that it was the day of preparation before the Sabbath, again, what we were just talking about, which says, and he took it down and wrapped it in linen, talking about the body of Jesus, and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone where never man was laid before, and that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And it's important to keep in mind that all specific special religious holidays in Judaism were viewed as Sabbaths. Right. So a Sabbath <laughs> may not be on Saturday. It could be on other days as well, you know. But it followed so, the same rules. Yes. It was a Sabbath yep. day. Mm -hmm. And so in AD 30, we had, during those dates that Luke actually just gave us, we had those three specific holidays coming mm -hmm. in a row what you said, Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday well, that could have been of the, the month of Nisan. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, and this, this concept is reinforced by Matthew 28, verse 1, which says, has the phrase, in the end of the Sabbath. Okay, it's talking about um, the crucifixion and all that. It has this phrase, in the end of the Sabbath. Now, I went and looked up that word Sabbath, and that word is actually plural in the Greek. Mm -hmm. So really it's saying <clears throat> after the Sabbaths, you know, or this, this, yeah. and this happened. So, Which know. would make sense. I mean, you yep. had all these things happening. Yes. They had multiple. I mean, now you could still say, okay, what if you just shifted it over? What mm -hmm. if you said, okay, it was Thursday was the day that Jesus' disciples had their Passover feast, which would have been the, the second day. And mm -hmm. then Friday was that gap day. And then Saturday was right. the normal. Oh, okay, could have been. But you still are under the problem of the three days and three nights. Yeah. And and the issue is in if you believe in a crucifixion of AD 30, there those specific days that you mentioned were the holidays. Right. <laughs> so but that yeah. And yeah, that's the point, you know, because they can look back chronologically <laughs> and they can find out Wednesday, Friday and Saturday were the the few Yeah, days. I saw some of those yeah. charts when I was looking mm -hmm. online. Yeah. So you have this idea that the passage is talking about multiple Sabbath days within the week. So saying that, oh, it has to be Friday because the Sabbath was coming is not necessarily a legitimate argument. I'm not saying it's wrong because it's, the concept could still be true. But in Jewish mindset, Friday was, was also a Sabbath that same year. So, right. And so the day of preparation before a two-day Sabbath basically was coming up. That's, yeah. a, that's a big day of preparation. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Friday and Saturday, two, mm -hmm. two days back to back. Yeah. Now, in talking about the crucifixion, a lot of that all goes back to, okay, how many days was Jesus in the grave? 
And then where does yeah. that lead to him raising from the dead, basically? So what I was starting to talk about was Thursday. If you believe in a Thursday night crucifixion, that's night number one. Because remember, or a Thursday Thursday afternoon. Okay, that's day number one. Because remember, right. it doesn't have to be an entire twenty four hours to count as day or right. twelve hours in this case. Okay, because day and night are divided. So Thursday. So Thursday day is day one. Okay, he was in the grave Thursday night, night one. Okay, Friday you have day two. Friday night you have night two. Saturday night you have or Saturday Saturday day you have day three and then Saturday night you have night three which leads you into Sunday morning basically right. so okay. and Saturday night would have been Sunday morning officially yeah Sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah based on what we were saying before how they viewed at 6 p.m the next day was basically beginning but just talking in our mindset of right. Friday Saturday and all that you know well, it just so, plays in when what it plays into the question of when did Jesus yeah. actually raise from the tomb? Mm-hmm. It could have been any time during the early parts of the day, or did, was you know was God like sitting there waiting with the stopwatch? You know, okay, this is the exact <laughs> moment. You know, yeah. seventy two hours. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, because even on that Sunday morning, it doesn't have to be the whole morning that he was in the grave. Right. Just the fact that he was in the grave on that morning is fulfills yeah. the prophecy. Based on based on Jonah and the whale, so yeah. Okay. So that that's why I personally believe that a Thursday crucifixion fits better with the with the uh, cruci- crucifixion timeline and the Sunday morning resurrection. Some people have argued for a Wednesday, and then you have others who still challenge a Friday uh, crucifixion. And there are reasons for all of these different types of arguments. So I'm not going to say, hey, you're evil if you disagree <laughs> with me on this, you know. But it just, to me, it makes more sense yeah. that Thursday was the day that he was crucified. So It makes more sense because of the three days and three nights, and it, and it fits in with all the descriptions of the Sabbath days. Mm-hmm. And another argument that I read is if you think about all of the things that had to happen between <laughs> the time Jesus died and when he <coughs> rose again, there's a lot going on in there. Oh, to yeah. fit that into one <laughs> single day as the Friday view would have you believe, Yeah, that's going to be hard. You know? They had so. to get the trial in, mm. and then the... Well, the, the, I mean, like, after he died, though. Oh, yeah. So you think you think about, like, okay, you've got um, the, event, the events after he died. You had, you had taken down from the body, or taken the body down from the cross, going to meet with um, the religious rulers and all that to get permission to bury him. Burying him in the tomb. And then the Pharisees come to him and ask for a special guard mm-hmm. to guard the yep. tomb. And then they seal it, which is probably, it wasn't just rolling the stone. They probably put a wax. Right. Seal. But even, even either way, putting that stone there is going to yeah. take a lot of work, you know. <laughs> and having the guard there and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so. But there, there's just a lot of events going on from that point on just to fit it all into, into one single day, really. It kind of helps to have. Yeah. An extra day going on there. Okay. Um, also, I forgot to mention this. When Jesus was crucified, what happened in the temple? The veil was rent. The veil was rent, yeah. And we so we have this event, the veil was rent. We have people raising from the dead well, yeah, at you that ca- time. You kind of had a, some chaos yes, in Jerusalem. Yes, you did, yeah. 
so I mean, you want it's going to take some time for all that to settle down too. You know, it was probably chaotic, like uh, the lady at Walmart trying to buy all of the toilet paper. All the toilet paper that she doesn't need for the coronavirus. Yeah. Did you see that so, video of the two ladies fighting over toilet paper? I, I didn't watch it, but I did see the clip. So yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't maybe that kind of panic, but it, people, you know. It, it was some crazy happenings. Yep. There was a storm mm-hmm. that happened, and the clouds come in, and it's dark in the middle of the day. Yeah. And people are seeing things. They're probably, you know, everybody's running and telling them, did you see, the, was that Uncle so-and-so <laughs> yep. out in the street? Yeah. That's that's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, there. and this, this is kind of a side note, but I wanted to comment on that whole idea of the, the veil being rent in the temple. You know, because the Bible says that it was rent from the top to the bottom. You know, that's mm-hmm. that was impossible for a man to be able to do. And tradition you states know. that it, this, this wasn't this little thin veil. Mm-hmm. No, it was this, a very thick this thing. Was a, you know, like the yeah. nine inches, possibly, the a hand span in depth. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how does that get ripped? Right. It's yeah. cloth. It's not a solid yeah. thing. It, yeah. I mean, try to rip your shirt right now. Don't do it, Jason. It's a nice <laughs> shirt you're wearing, but just try to, you know, it's not easy to rip things, but yes. God ripped it from the top to the yeah, bottom. Yeah, God ripped it from the top to the bottom, and by doing that, symbolized by Jesus' death that we have access to God. Because that, that part that was behind the veil in the temple, that was called the Holy of Holies. That was where God would meet with the high priest when the sacrifice was being offered to atone for the people's sins. It was only once a year. And it was only there. once a year, yeah. But Jesus... As a matter of fact, it would have just happened, wouldn't it? Because yeah. of Passover. Mm-hmm. But Jesus permanently tears that tears that cloth apart, or God, really, at that point, tears that cloth apart, symbolizing that we now have access to a relationship with God because of what Jesus Christ did. Can you imagine the panic in the... The priest. Oh yeah, office. yeah. Like, <laughs> we can't let people see this. Well, well <laughs> so. they're just about to go into the you know a high a high holy day, mm-hmm. and now we got to get the people in here. To, you know, how, but how do you fix the veil without looking yeah, in the right. holy of holies? Yeah. Was, the tradition says that they sewed it back together and mm. and it ripped again. Interesting. We don't. Bible doesn't say that, but yeah, history tradition states that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. So having having established that Jesus at least could have died on a Thursday. I want to present the evidence that Jesus did resurrect on a Sunday. There's a couple different reasons for this. We've already seen that Mark 8, verse 31, teaches that Jesus had to rise after the third day. So in, in your translations, there are a couple different translations that translate verses in different ways. But when it talks about Jesus rising from the dead, the promise in a lot of translations says... He had to rise on the third day, okay? The King James doesn't translate it that way, which is, which is interesting. In all those passages that they use the word on in the newer translations, it, said, it just says he had to rise the third day. Makes it ambiguous just like that. Because the issue yeah. is the pronoun that they're translating on, yeah, it could mean on, but it could also mean other things. And so really, the, the King James translators were playing politics, and they, yeah. <laughs> they took the position, we're not going to take a stance on what this preposition Ooh. means in this case. When, you when know? have they done that before? Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's important, though, because Mark 8, verse 31 says that he had to rise after the third day, and it's very specifically after the third day. So that leads you into this idea, okay, the third day is done, Jesus rises from the dead. So, 
Sunday becomes the day that Jesus Christ rises. So it could have been any time from Saturday night Mm -hmm. at 6 o'clock. The sun's gone down. It's dark. It could have been any time from there till the next morning as the sun's coming up Mm -hmm. when you have the Marys. Yeah, and yet that leads us to the next passage, John 20, verse number 1, which says the first day of the week. Okay, when's the first day of the week? Sunday. Sunday, okay. Cometh, Saturday night at 6. Yes, Saturday, <laughs> or Sunday, Saturday night at 6, okay. But it says, Cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. So we have this period where it's still dark outside, and Mary's coming on Sunday morning to right. our Sunday morning, the way we view Sunday morning. She's coming to the tomb. Isn't, okay? there, isn't it just before sunrise? Is there another passage that says it's... Before sunrise? Right, yes, there is. Yep, just before sunrise, okay? So really, it's... Jesus could have risen, yes, on a physical Saturday evening. Right. But that still would have been considered by a Jew as being Sunday morning. Right, it would have been Sunday. That's ultimately the point we're trying to make. And it's it's really pushing it to say, well... Jesus couldn't have risen between midnight and 6 a.m. You know, we don't really actually know. All we know is that Jesus rose before Mary Magdalene got there. Right. You know, so that's that's all and we it, know. But ultimately, when push comes to shove, all of that was considered Sunday morning. It would have had to have been, it couldn't have happened during the day, the day before, because right. the, the soldiers would have known about it or somebody mm-hmm. would have, you know, this wasn't, they weren't way off, hidden away somewhere. Right. Somebody would have. Yeah, and I think it. I think you have this issue of there had to at least be enough time from the time Jesus rose and the soldiers to see it and to flee for their lives because <laughs> they knew they were going to be held accountable before some, Mary gets there. At some point they yeah. flee because they mm-hmm. it says they fall down as dead men. Yeah, um, and they see it, the ground shakes. I don't know, you know the. All the cartoons I watched as a child, you know, there's like light shooting everywhere. You know, yeah. Who knows what it looked like, but uh, whatever happens, it causes the soldiers to pass out. So enough time for the, and then they wake up, and then they leave and they they go give their report. And then the, the, the doesn't say that the soldiers are there when Mary gets there. Right, so yeah. it, it had to yeah. have you know that takes a little bit of time for them to unless they woke up instantly. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. left and they instantly woke up, which I guess is possible. But. Yeah. Yeah, and you have you have the, this idea that I want to kind of close with the, this evening is that um, Christian tradition teaches that Jesus rose on a Sunday, and while yeah. generally we we don't hold something just because it's tradition, that doesn't mean we're going to throw it out because tradition states it either. You know, uh, yes, the Catholic Church in I think it was two sixty something decided to make uh, Sunday services mandatory out of celebration of the of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, or not the Catholic Church, but the Roman Church, okay? Right. So, t- which eventually would become the Catholic Church, okay? But, yeah, so we have, we have that official decree happening, but that's only a couple hundred years at the most from the time that it actually happened. Right. And there's, it's very likely that they would have kept track of that tradition properly. You know, it's not, yeah. not going to, they're going to pull it out of thin air and say, Jesus rose on Sunday, so that's why we're going to meet on Sunday yeah. instead of on Saturday, you know? I mean, that's, and that's really what we're trying to do with this, this podcast. We're, we're taking traditions, and we're not saying, okay, here's all the traditions, now let's throw them away. You know, that's right, yeah. not at all what we're trying to do. 
But you do want to look at it and say, okay, why has this been held? You know, has it been held forever, or did it just start a hundred years ago? Right. And in this case, we see this goes all the way back. Yes. It's it's not a brand new thing, and we're we're st- uh, studying it biblically, historically, and we're using our own minds and logic to say, is this a good tradition? And this is what we're hanging on to. So we want you to do the same thing. Don't throw away all the old tradition just because. Just because it's tradition. Yeah. So. Um, I, I'm throwing away everything. No. You know, use your brain. Yes. <laughs> do a little research. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's the ultimate attitude that we ought to have is I'm not a slave to, to tradition. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm a slave to rejecting it either. Right. You don't, know? So. Don't, don't let that mindset, <laughs> which is good. Mm-hmm. Don't do something just because you've mm-hmm. always done it that way. But don't flip, you know, swing all the way to the other side and say, I'm just, anything in tradition, I'm just going to attack it and get right. rid of it. Yeah, and, and honestly, just concluding this concept of why we worship on Sunday, I think it's important that we worship on Sunday because that is a special day. Mm. Jesus Christ secured our salvation by rising from the dead. You know, it, his crucifixion paid the penalty, but if Jesus had stayed dead, would we have our salvation? No. No, we would not. It is his resurrection that secured yeah. that salvation for us because he conquered death and he conquered sin at that moment. If you're going to pick a day, if you're only going to meet once a week, what better day could you pick in the week yeah. than Sunday? Yeah. Uh, that, maybe we should be meeting more often. Than, I think they were meeting more often right. than yeah, once. And that, that's the area where we kind of maybe would challenge tradition is, okay, let's worship on Sunday, but... Maybe we need to worship on other days as well, you know, too. So remember that passage, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know, we we need that Christian fellowship in our lives. And this is something that I've been trying to work on with with our Sunday school classes, teaching us that we need Christian community. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ to help keep us strong. You know, I know when when I go to work, it's not always easy for me to say the right things or do the right things when I'm at work because I'm around people who don't think like me, yep. you know? And so I can give into peer pressure or I can um, give into the temptation to say, <laughs> yeah. say things that I probably shouldn't, you know? And you don't want to so, rock the boat at work or, yeah. just, or be the problem person. Uh, but having other brothers and sisters in Christ, that really helps, yeah, you it, know, and it's a strengthening to factor. strengthen and, and encourage us. So. And we shouldn't look at Sunday or Wednesday night prayer meeting. It's not a thing to check off the list. You mm-hmm. know, to, this is my do. If, you know, one of the problems I struggle with when I became a man, and I wasn't a child anymore. You became a man. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did that happen? Yeah. What, what I mean is when I was became in charge of my own family and my own decisions, getting out of the mindset of this is my duty I have mm-hmm. to you know okay mom and dad said I have to get I have to do this I have to do this and you just do that your whole life and a lot of people I think that's what church is it's I have to do this thing right I have to go on Wednesday night and I wish we could get out of that mm-hmm. one thing that would help helps to kick out of those ruts is to say let's just change the day let's meet on Thursday let's yeah. and it helps you to, if you a lot of people say oh we can't do that yeah you know? or just change <laughs> something change you know, something just to liven it up some people will say we can't change anything yeah it, then it's not the same it's not it's not Sunday worship anymore right I said well then you're I think you're looking at it the wrong way mm-hmm. yep so I just want to challenge you encourage you don't abandon Sunday worship just because everybody everybody's always <laughs> done it for thousands of years it is a special day mm-hmm. and we want even we we want to celebrate what Jesus has done for us. 
So, but next week as we continue on, we're going to kind of conclude with our Sabbath and Sunday discussions with a podcast about how Jesus fulfills the Sabbath in our lives. Because if you remember, we were talking about Hebrews teaches that Jesus is the fulfillment of our Sabbath. He is our Sabbath rest, basically. So we want to look at, okay, well, if he's our rest, if he is our Sabbath, how does that impact my life? Or how should it impact my life as a Christian? So... That'll be good. That'll be good and wrap up to the topic. Yep. And if you guys have questions, again, I posted a spot on our Facebook page where you can add those. You can also call in with our voicemail and give us questions for us to tackle. We'll try to deal with those. As always, I just want to close out our podcast and wish you grace and peace. Thank you. Amen.